conference with uh, somebody back there. 103, 103, we'll sing one day. We'll sing verse, verses 2, 3, and 4. Uh, about the verses 2, 3, and 4. Janice is here. One or three, yes. Pick up verse 2 and we'll. Sing and we'll sing this one. So, we'll sing the first, second, and the fourth. Lord, when the day's breaking, when sun
mid-19th century, people uh, just sold their possessions and gave away things because they believed that Jesus was going to come back. And they literally gone to come back on a certain day. They were back, the second coming, visibly, on their homes, Seventh-day Adventist. And the day after, it was tragic. People didn't have their job, they didn't have their farm, they lost everything. They were so devastated because they believed, truthfully, Jesus was going to come back, but we don't know when. Right. We patience, but we cannot really be sure. If someone, the father says, okay, son, it's time to go get your children, bring them up home, yeah. that's when it's going to come back. Right. And we believe, I believe since 1970, back in the 70s, the plants are going to line up, up and, uh, you know, it didn't happen out. Um, there's a real fever about uh, the Lord. And uh, we got caught up in that uh, as young Christians. We just have learned that you cannot set a date. Right. And you cannot use current events as indicators that Jesus is going to come back by a certain time. It's at best, right. at best, it's reminders. So you want to be on visitation? And uh, I got her information. I'd like you to contact her. I took her picture with her permission. I got her your picture too. Without your permission. <laughs> when you see her, you won't spook her so that you're not a complete baby's leaving tomorrow, going back to Florida. And you folks have their got an eye disease that has caused have to downgrade to a lower paying job. And uh, being a white man, good. So you folks, that is seriously, bless you guys. He needs that. He will be getting some medical attention. And other than that, he needs more support. He needs time. You need to just uh, know that about us. We're gonna have problems in this lifetime. Problems with uh, all kinds of things. You, you cannot imagine problems that people will expect because the longer you live, the less problems are. You can face things better. You can look back in the history of God helping you, but you still have problems. So do not get discouraged because you have problems. Just Jesus Christ and his word. Remember, in the end, University of Hawaii. First, I had no lawsuit um, against lawyer outfit. So, what the judge said about the Marine Corps and violating the religious rights of um, reserve status, really good. Those who were for really good. That's one of the problems. That's one of the First Thessalonians chapter one. Now I want you to see my landing point is verse number five. That First Thessalonians verse number five says, "For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost." Verse seven says, "So that all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia." Now go back to chapter one, verse number one. Those two verses are what I would say the text for today. I'm going to work up to that but you in our prayers. The reason I mentioned a couple of names to pray for and to have consideration for in your behavior toward people that loved each other, those who brought the gospel to them. Paul expressed his warmth and his heartfelt appreciation for them. But there was a mutual back and forth, a mutual, you know, kind of thing. And that's very good. For a church, we are not because of modern conveniences. We are so able. I got my phone over here. Why? Through every day, she does that faithfully. I thought me, and I'm not. My phone is my constant come creep right over you before you realize you're right then. It's a good thing. I'm not against devices to not get not get swallowed up. You hear what so the whole world is reacting to so and so somebody. You gotta be careful about that. But remember without ceasing, remember without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love is Christ in the sight of God and our Father. 
someone is saved, you know that someone is saved. And this is what a New Testament Christian ought to have in life eventually. I would not say these things show up immediately, but I would say these things about us as we grow. The other, if a man is growing, if a Christian is growing, there's Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3, etc. But if a man is not growing as a Christian, Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3 is not being done. You've got to have both. I mean, you can't have one without the other. If this is happening because it's growing, and if it's not happening, it's because he's not growing. It's got to be like that. It can't be any other way. The pattern for saved people, they continue, they assemble together, they unite. And then other things, verses like verse number four are saved, they want to do something for Christ. It's just naturally they want to serve the Lord in some way. They're appreciated by serving the Lord. Now, true. As much as a baby cries, that's true. It's a woman does certain things. Now, don't look at me. He thinks he's, he's not, the guy's doing this, you know. No, watch out, man. When the guy is looking at me like that, this is spooky when a man does that. But if you, if, as you talk to Jim, you know what that means? Little things make you feel good. And um, when a woman, when a man has certain things said or not said uh, about them, they don't, you know. And uh, works is natural. It's natural. And can you think back, when you think back to when you knew the Lord as your Savior for the first time, how you felt? I mean, really, you had feelings when you got saved. You felt something when you got saved. The day after you felt something, time went on, you did teach the Bible. There's opportunity to do something. You sat to listen to that, and then you thought, hey, maybe I can do that, or not. Well, you felt desire, certain emotions. If you serve the Lord out of duty, that's something necessary. If nobody acknowledges you, I hate to confess to you, but I'll confess to you. Whenever I session, but we're also appreciative when someone, it's a necessity to have when you sew, store-bought things. You gotta have that surgery. Took both of those precision machines to the grandkids, almost for the grandkids on the mainland. She makes, when she does childish for the age drawing, she needs. That's also a thank you from the grandkids. That's all she needs. Or Walmart, you know why? They're too expensive. I'm in a card that costs $5.97 plus tax. I can make my own for 50 cents. And she liked it even better. And she loved to live for people. And so, if that she can do something for you, for you, she's happy to do it. She's up late to do it. She needs ready to go. At the moment's notice, it's a labor of love. The point is, she'll do it anyway because she just loves to do that. For loves you. Wife loves the, the ladies. And she'll do that because she just loves to do it. And she loves, she can, she loves the people here in Thessalonica, our Lord. Look at verses 8, 9, and 10 of chapter 1. And uh, for from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Donia and Achaia, but your faith to God's word is spread abroad, so that we need not speak any. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto, and how you turned to God from idols, living and true God, verse 10, heaven. So not for Christ and for others, for they were waiting for the Lord. They just couldn't help it. They just couldn't keep quiet. Um, they thought of others that needed the gospel as well. They received it. Uh, these Jews in the synagogue that Paul preached in First Corinthians 15, Acts 15, where the Thessalonian church was founded, the, the gospel. And then they had the formation, the nucleus of the Thessalonian from Paul went out. To, they just had to tell somebody else about Christ. They just had it was natural to want to live for the Lord, serve the Lord because you are the Lord because they are saved too. They got saved. Now they I heard a song by Kurt Kaiser, brief correspondence with Kurt Kaiser uh, about 20 years ago. 
and he gave her permission to get a song Francis uh, get the lyrics of something anyway it was a very gentle gentleman type you know kind of thing. it was really nice but he wrote a song it's called it only takes a spark to get a fire going and soon all those around will warm up to its glowing that's God's love once you've experienced it you want to spring you want to pass it on um, but it did it, it did reflect to me as a young Christian I just want to say spark in them they got a bonfire going on that's what happened over here and that's what this person said you think like that and you then you wonder you begin to silently pray I think in your mind and in your heart that Lord give me a chance to talk to this person about Jesus Christ this world and they want to tell someone else they may not have a on do you as the hippies you dig you dig you dig me today they say you feel me I don't want to feel you feel me what kind of what kind of mumbo jumbo um, uh, you feel me that's how some people you feel me you understand what I feel you understand what I mean why don't you just say it do you understand that's more better uh, you feel me don't feel me leave me alone continue to turn to Christ in faith let the Lord work in your hearts and in the conscience they can turn to God from idols but that that point, God is purging you to see that this is right and this is wrong and then you begin to live a certain way that will please him and this is what they were doing it is God which worketh in you both do of his good pleasure Philippians 2.13 you don't need or not available in Hawaii Christ but it says not available in Hawaii or Alaska well thanks why not you ever why are products not available in Alaska and Hawaii what's so special for Hawaii I'm not really got the answer for that one maybe it's just stations or something a product that I want to buy and it says not available in Hawaii or it says discontinued it says, sorry discontinued that is such as you're doing they're doing participating in certain continually doing that besides they did turn from that and that's the life of a Christian until you die until the rapture sorry it's just natural I had a very foul mouth when I got saved cuss words against whatever it was as a kid growing up I was not aware of it every I was never a sailor, but I did cuss like one. Normal way of talking for me. One night after I got saved, we was going to Manawili Mon um, area. Not Manawili, but uh, Kanali, Kalani, Kilo Drive. I was in his car here driving, and I was just, came back to church. I got into my car, but help these people through. And I was with for Clint to pray. Next thing I know, he do this. He said, Do you pray? He said, But did you have that? But once I became aware of that, I became very anymore. The next time someone asked me to pray for it, I began to be real careful about that. I even began to say, <laughs> so when I prayed, I wouldn't say, sorry. that was a lesson to learn. But realize certain things, I had to disconnect. And I hope that he will in your life to do better. Our nature tends to just, our nature tends to just put in cruise, just put in cruise control. And uh, one act. It happens with subtly we begin to go back and convicting you about certain things from the scriptures and from that you would discontinuance. Paul off in life. I was talking to one of our visitors the other week. He was responding to something that was said by maybe somebody else would know. I said, Yeah, they're all over. They steal shopping carts. I I hope he wasn't gonna cuss, but he was doing that and he's not he said he said back home. They don't steal cards as much, but they sure act like they own the world. Act like they own the world too. They feel like they are entitled. You think they're among seals. 
You know how to treat monk seals? As if they are entitled street people. And I have no feelings for the wild boar that's been attacked by a leopard. I have feelings for the alligator being attacked by a, uh, um, a leopard too. Look at me, look at me. There's no feel bad about that kind of stuff. Except I cannot be sitting on the street. Now you might think, with wagons, and his wagon at the corner of the vineyard. I'm staring at this guy. It's gone 10 seconds. Me. I'm thinking, whoa, buddy. That kind of attitude, that stinks. I said, you, all right? I'm done. I have hurt you in your life. It's activities, events that hinder your spirit. When we do some stupid things as individuals, there are some there's some entertainment things that we should not be looking at that we do not participate in as far as activities. There's some just not dress as I'm talking about women, but it's just um, pretty it's pretty foul. We'll be laughing certain jokes. It's a lot of things. We should discontinue some things. I have a pet since I already confessed to you two things already. I have a pet peeve about how women who don't have any brains, any sense about how they dress in public. I, I must confess to you that it bothers me as a Christian, as a man, that women have no respect for men by the way they dress it. Because you're dressed like you want me to look at you. I didn't dress to get your attention about that. Now, I will say that sometimes, maybe because, well, they're thoughtless or they haven't. For sure, for sure in the entertainment industry, the dress in a provocative way, not a good thing. Good thing for boys to see, not a good thing for a married man to see. But fashion, in the name of well, this well, uh, there's a thing called immodesty. Upstairs, I don't wear shoes in my house. All right, it's, that's how I dress up. But sometimes it's been so hot, hasn't it? Been so hot. There's no trade winds. It's really humid. It, okay, I'm a man. I can take off my shirt if I want to in my own house, can't I? And there's a rule in my house. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's just yeah, one time sitting there minding my own business in my own house. Oh, I didn't expect And he stopped and stood. My scars are different from the one with my leg. They took the one over here is all smoothed out. This one here is kind of bald. Dermatologist said, Oh, that's normal. Fault nothing. I said, hey, You guys get that kind of. It's normal. Don't worry about it. He's staring at my chest like this. In my own house, I have to be careful how you dress in your home. That's, that's not intrusive. I'm not like, I don't do that, I don't, even if it was you, I don't <laughs> But, uh, you know, no, that's not my, that's not my thing, see. I'm just, I'm just thinking about how the Thessalonians, they continue to discontinue stuff. The Lord, and, and Paul says, well, you guys, you guys, man, well, you guys are, two thumbs up. They, they worked, number 10, and then they were, however you put the dust, but over a period of time, it shows, it's in 1 Thessalonians 2, 2, he says this, it is the gospel of God. The gospel of God. Look at verse number four. But as we were allowed of God to be put in all about him saying, I am responsible for He doesn't mean it's his church. He doesn't own the church. To pastor, that's what he said. Ministry, when a man says, this is my ministry, he's saying, I have to be good sort of the ministry God gave to me. So I take ordinance. So the gospel he's talking about is not for the he gave him to be a steward of, and so in verse number five, power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. Self in Acts 11 with them, verse 21, and turned unto the Lord. Now, how did the people turn unto the Lord when they preached to the to the, the people? 
One or it had to be the power of God that converted them to come over there with me. First, that the preaching of the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And I, brethren, when I came, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ in him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching, that is the power, powerful enough to convert the soul, not the cleverness or preacher of, of a publication, not the fancy words. He says, just the gospel itself that people need to hear. Something else is powerful that convinced the people that they need to receive. One, the gospel itself is the power of God and explain for them to get saved. Love, illustration, whatever. And they may be helpful. Give the gospel. Let the Holy Spirit convict the heart. Give the gospel. Let go. That's all you do. And the Lord does the saving. But something else, I want to emphasize, something else convinced people these Thessalonians to get saved. Number five. And in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance as he became followers of us to these, these something got them to say I see it. I need Christ. I'm convinced. You know what those two factors were? It was the testimony of opinions. It was them knowing the manner of men the like a that this guy, the gospel, I just feel like he's sincere. I just feel like this guy is truthful. I just feel like he's the real deal. I just feel like he's not a fake. He's not a salesman. I just feel like this guy is, is, and it's because that they were. And that backed up their life, backed up what they were saying. They were told, they were all in because what they were saying sounded like, yes, but even more so because of the one telling me this. They were so convinced. This guy, this guy is telling me the truth. Convinced. What convinced the gospel itself and the character delivers of the message? Want to get saved. They became followers of us and been around people who had a good product of credibility or no credibility. And it makes it feel like. Um, I used to go to Straub years ago. They had a program where you can come in. They wanted to encourage people to get check, checkups. Went to Straub years ago, and then um, we got the lecture from the nurse about smoking, about drinking, lifestyle, and everything. You went through this test, and then before they dismiss you, they bring up these products that's optimizing. Simon, you know, you ever read the package of Simon? I said, I do. Notice how much salt is here, grams? She said, that's a lot of salt. And then she brings out other products. She brings out soda, high fructose, corn syrup, and things. And she's trying to put the fear of God in you. These things are bad for you. Number one. She is actually, and she's telling me this will give you bad health. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, said, I sure do. <laughs> I walk, I'm done, I pay, I walk to the parking lot, I strap, come down, and on the way down somewhere, there's a little area. Here she is, beside, out in the open. You know what she's doing? She's sitting there eating potato chips. The very potato chips, perhaps, that has all the salt. She's eating with gusto. <laughs> and then between by she's smoking I stop and I look and I say to myself I just got to her about how bad smoking is how bad and look what she's doing I walk to my car I'm thinking okay she's just an employee okay she's just an employee you see all this conflict in my mind now if this is good for me it's good for you bro I mean not bro <laughs> it's good for you hippo But apparently it's not. It's good for thee, but not for me. 
Well, I just couldn't take her message very seriously. Her testimony, her behavior contradicted what she's telling me. When Paul told these people in Thessalonica the gospel, oh, and they saw um, a consistent testimony. I wouldn't use the word influence at that point because they were influenced. They were influenced. You know that it wasn't just preaching. This for, for us today as Christians, it's not just knowing the truth, giving it out. It's especially in a context of when we see people all important, when people see us all the time. Just that's when it's even more important, but it is important. But more so in a even to consider listening to you or an invitation. I don't know the details, but he, he was a Christian. He wanted to invite his cohort to come to church, at least visit church. He tried so hard to get him to come. The, the guy was always, well, never, never committed. He was all, well, maybe, maybe, maybe some, maybe when I have time, what, those kind of answers. And so this went on for a long time, months. One day after work, this guy went for the floor, you know, pens, paper, paper clips. This guy goes there with his briefcase. He, he takes, uh, excuse me, he, he borrows paper clips. He borrows frame of paper. He borrows some paper, puts it in his briefcase. And there's a little glass. You know who was watching him do that? office supplies to go to church with him. The story going to church with him. He was having family problems. He thought going to church might help him and his wife, but he saw that. And when he saw that, it reminds us that their behavior toward these Thessalonians was so, was so consistent. They were model Christians and that they didn't feel hedging the message. Actually, just some influence. Years ago, many immigrants came to the Irish community there. There's a young boy, 12 years old. He wanted to, this was his dream. Cops who walked their beat in that district, they were revered by the Irish people. <coughs> and this little 12-year-old boy was so awed by policemen and uniform guys. He had polishing of shoes, shoe shine service. And shine the officer's shoes. He was so proud to shine, proud of a good job. And he did a good job. The officer got up, walked out. Are you here for a shoe shine? He said, oh, kids. Cents, you're gonna make me pay 10, oh, 10 cents. You know what's going on? Pay the father 10 cents. So sat down, the officer got up, walked out in the house. On that day, the boy saw his father stand up to another man who did something wrong three weeks before. That so impressed him. The father stood up to someone of a father because he did him wrong, he made him do right. He paid like he's supposed to get paid. The officer paid him. He saw his father do that, and that one act, probably besides many other acts in his father's house, that one do something so brave, he got him shot by a fellow officer. He survived. He lived a long way, and he thought if he was a police officer, he was to do the right thing because his dad demanded, impressed his, this little boy with his corruption. He saw a cop taking, I think it was like $80,000 an hour in a paper on it. His name was on it at the bottom. He would get 10000 while others got thirty, forty thousand, dollars like that. A large amount of name there. He saw the bills. He, he was raised in a home that taught him to have character and be honest. He went to his captain, went to the captain, told the captain's story. Captain said, what is this? He said, this is money for this officer. My name's on here. I said, I'm not going to take this. What am I going to do? He says, well, what are you going to do? You won't do anything. You just take the money, this people the money, 
in the story. This guy was stunned that the captain, who he thought honestly about him as he thought the harp did, the, the bead cup, all the up. Well, that didn't stop this guy from blowing the whistle. This guy learned one strong incident caused him to, even a police officer, he didn't know how deep it was. He didn't influence. You know who that guy was, by the way? True story. He got all the way to Congress. This guy is a hero to some, but he's a rat to others who were guilty of dirty business. He was influenced. The Thessalonians were influenced. The testimony of the world is you cannot live this world in this, world, in this lifetime in a compromising way. You have to be consistent as a Christian. Now, I'm not saying stand up to some authority and demand. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying in your normal routines, you'll feel high standard for a Christian. You, live, you don't want them. You things in your grandkids that make you it was worth it. Try to be a culture talked about that type of Christian. You didn't um, take the easy way out, but you actually did the better thing so that your kids, if they had to be better than your own kids, they were raised even better than how you raise your own family. When you see that in your grandkids, you feel good. You think it's worth it. You took your kids to church when I didn't feel like going to church. All the time, they had choices to make, we chose to do the right thing. All those things kind of added up into one big life of a grandkid. And then you realize it was totally worth it. It was totally worth it. Okay. So we tried to follow the two boys. Uh, he went with me yesterday. And see Joseph, how he behaves himself, how he walks up to the doors, how he speaks up, when he, how he does things like you. I'm uh, you have to, you have to, to them, what's important to you. And if what's important to you is important to them, good. You got another minute? One minute? TV that was from it was actually on the side of the road. We got that. We run that thing now. But we don't have cable. We have some subscription to things. And the kids love this, but not every students because they get the humor, they get the slapstick stuff. That's so-called violence. And so whenever we do that, and wife has to step around and she says, "We got to go through all these commercials, these ads for these different things, raunchy, these commercials and ads." So yes, you don't need to see that. So we we find what we're going to show them. That's Clean to watch. Okay, come out. Come and watch that thing. What's that all about? Is it? Is it? You don't have to see some of this commercial, and it's gross. Or it's about the naked women. That's gross too. They don't need to see that. Watch the girls. Why should they be exposed to that kind of stuff? They go. And you know, for the smaller ones, the most fun thing for them as a treat is to see uh, what is it? Um, it's some kind of bear thing. It's a little teaching morality kind of thing. It's stuff like that. That's a thrill for them. It's not a thrill for most kids today. They gotta see something else to get a thrill. Hey kids, it's because they've seen too much according to the kids. But the kids, they are thrilled just to see something so innocent. It doesn't mean that they all see that to get a thrill. Go to the backyard to play is a thrill for them. <laughs> That's weird. That's very weird. Not for a bike ride around the circle three times. That's a thrill for them. You know, we'll go ride certain the circle three times. That's not fun. I'm gonna go somewhere else and have fun. Go some go to Waikiki like hey, why? 
being consistent as someone who should be responsible and not cutting corners. Over here, boy, they were so appreciative of Paul and his group. Like those people, okay? Let's like those people. Let's Paul and his group. Let's have that kind of a testimony for people's sake so that they will, because it's believable, because doing it is credible. All right? Last one. Not so long. He said, Carmen, because she's working all night. I once ran into a person on Channel 9 that, that he's admitted by another people who lived on air. I've told you this before. They had time to fill. And so, in, yeah, we live on air. We just meditate, live on church or something. Went to 7 Eleven on new something, hopped out to eat on. And I come in line and I see someone that I recognize who he was. He was that the tall guy, soda, uh, some cold cuts and things for cash. And a presentation, people would have believed him. Paul is not a hypocrite. Let us not be hypocrites. Help us to be strengthened by what we, these people who were consistent, so compelling was people want to be saved because of you know, the likes of these to them. It is showed, it has come out. Help us, Father, to make good choices in the things that would compromise our testimony. Let's remember that we have influence on people, other acquaintances. And I believe that a big part, or maybe even going to church, or even coming to have a partner decision, if they believe that the ones who tried to speak with them were at least sincere and not fakes. Help us, Lord, to be the real kindness that people need to see, Paul and his companions.